My first experience crossing the doorway into this church was in December of 2020. I was in the process of discerning where to do my internship that following fall and in conversation with Frank about whether the Universalist Unitarian Church of Haverhill would be a good match. He suggested that I come by and tour the church to help me in my discernment. I was headed home from Holy Family Hospital where I had just finish, finished my shift as a chaplain intern and arrived to the darkened church on what I remember as a cold, snowy, slushy winter night. Being used to the empty buildings of the early pandemic, I was surprised when I walked into the back door and was met with the warmth of a building that was anything but sparse. The Murray Room was packed with tables full of food donations and other items of need. Frank told me about what had become the weekly effort to bring food to the community during those challenging days. While elsewhere in the world, time felt like it had stood still, here in this building, it hummed along. Continuing the tour, we moved from there through these doors into the sanctuary with its beautiful stained glass, then up the stairs through that arched doorway onto the choir loft where we looked down here into the spans of sanctuary below us. We moved through the meditation chapel door and then the many doorways of the RE classrooms. With each crossing, I envisioned what my ministry might look like here. Each doorway, a new threshold to consider and imagine. Each a new possibility. As the William Blake quote in our order of service reads, in the universe, there are things that are known and things that are unknown. And in between them, there are doors. This was a time in my own life's journey where there was much behind me that I knew. Classes taken, lessons learned, experiences processed. But at the same time, as I crossed the thresholds of the doorways that wound through this faith community, there was so much unknown. And there I paused, in the space in between, at the door. I was on the threshold. And I know I am not alone in my UUCH threshold moment, as we have been hearing these last weeks and today so beautifully, Shauna. Many of us have crossed into this congregation, coming from some known place into an unknown one, and finding here a community of possibility that has shaped us in ways that we never could have imagined or known at the time. And these personal stories mirror the larger threshold moments of our church's own history and lineage as a faith movement centered in service and contained in a value of love's power and potential in the world. We are approaching the 200th anniversary of Universalism in Haverhill. Did you all know this? 
200 years of universalism in Haverhill. Claire, Laura, Josh, Zan, and I have been working on putting together a story basket for our young people that tells this story. And it goes something like this. Beginning in the early 1800s, a few people in this area began reflecting on how a loving God would cast anyone outside the circle of their care. These forebears invited famed universalist preacher Hosea Ballou to come and speak to them about this radical theology of God's universal love. Fast forward to the late 1800s when universalist minister Joseph Crocker Snow, whose name is up there in the glass, stood at the laying of the cornerstone of this very building charging the congregation to make sure that it would open its doors to practice love in the world through service to this community. And in our more recent history, as we learned during Time for All Ages, the calling of Reverend Jan Bowering, our first female minister and a force for justice and change, I hear, who opened these doors even wider to provide some of the first same-sex marriages, working with the community to build a shelter downstairs for our unhoused neighbors, installing a ramp to increase accessibility to the building. All of these moments marked thresholds where the good people of our lineage leaned into the possibility of their respective time peered into new rooms and through doorways to imagine what might be on the other side, and then lived into the promise of their time. And now it is our time. And I wonder what this moment offers us. What do we have to give the threshold that we find ourselves on in these days? Today is Stewardship Sunday, a day in our church year where we get to reflect together on the resources that it takes to nurture and tend our faith home and pledge our financial commitment to that nurturing and tending. In other contexts, stewardship is about taking care of our world, being a steward, which sets us in the context of a lineage, a fullness of time that binds us inextricably to everything that came before and everything that will one day be. So what does this mean for us in our time? What does our current and collective moment call us to do? The ancient Greeks had two words to describe time, which you can find in the Bible, chronos and kairos. Chronos time was time that was measured by seconds, minutes, hours, and days. It was sequential and linear, like it's been three years since the pandemic began or spring is set to come this week. This is chronos time. But Kairos time is not measured by quantity or duration. 
it refers to a quality of time and is often considered a time of opportunity when the world is ripe for something new to come into being. It's cosmic time, or God's time, if you will. There is a time, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to tear down and a time to build. There is a time for everything under heaven. This is Kairos time. This notion of Kairos time asks us to be intentional, to look for the possibilities that lie in our midst and seize them. It is time that reverberates and pulses with particular potential and is marked by our movements through it. It is threshold time. As we think about our stewardship theme of being on the threshold, I can't but help but think of time in this way. As John O'Donohue said in our reading, at any time you can ask yourself, at which threshold am I now on? At this time in my life, what am I leaving and where am I about to enter? A threshold is not a simple boundary, he goes on. It is a frontier that divides two different territories, and it cannot be crossed without the heart being passionately engaged and woken up. At any time, we can ask ourselves, at which threshold am I now on? So in this way, thresholds are possible and in our midst, at every corner turned, every doorway entered, every snowy winter night pouring into a warm, food-filled room. We carry the potential for them with us wherever we go, and with our hearts passionately engaged and woken, we can pause the chronos time of our days and create a threshold moment. But Kairos time didn't just refer to a time of possibility, it also referred to times marked by upheaval and strife, when a new epoch was about to come into being, and here there is much for us to draw from in these days. We have all just collectively moved through a doorway that began to open exactly three years ago with the first shutdowns of the pandemic. Moved from the known world of our bustling lives into the quiet, the loneliness and uncertainty of those early days. This doorway opened into other ones that would come, a national racial reckoning the passing of anti-LGBTQ legislation, book banning, and an earth reminding us with every storm that our climate is irreparably changing. It seems like everywhere we turn, there is another doorway that asks us to enter into the discomfort of a broken world. And yet, Alongside this were and are movements that rose up, people who believed that despite and maybe because of 
the upheaval and strife, this was a time for commitment and imagination to engage our hearts, to wake up, as John O'Donohue urged us, and erect new doorways that lead to healing and justice and repair. So here we are in this moment, on the verge. This is our time as a faith community, as we reflect on what it means to pledge our financial resources Let's move through the hallways and peer into the rooms that lay ahead for us as a congregation. What do we imagine? What will our ministry look like in this time ahead? What do we have to give and what might happen when those gifts are given to the possibility of this Kairos moment? There is such a spirit and energy of possibility in our midst. And this spirit requires resources to sustain it. We are expanding our upstairs to build on the accessibility initiatives of the past and welcome in the community with even wider doors. We are offering programs like the Transforming Heart Collective series, chalice circles, storytelling nights, religious education for our youth, and jam sessions, and on and on. We are growing our community meals programs, expanding our relationships with justice organizations, growing an arts ministry, and continuing to respond to the needs of this city. Now this message to you all this morning is not a mountaintop message. We come to our moment carrying the weight of grief and loss and trauma and uncertainty of what lies ahead, but I hope it will remind us to awaken our hearts to the threshold possibilities that abound in our midst. To know that what we do now is enhanced and amplified by that Kairos spirit and buoyed by a universal love that is our inheritance and commitment for the future. So on this day, let us make a threshold right here and now. Rest for a moment in the doorway, peer across that frontier, feel those varieties of presence that accrue here, listen inward with attention to that voice calling us forward into the larger fullness of time that awaits. And then let us make the collective choice to set forth because we don't stay on the threshold for long. Time doesn't stand still forever. At some point, we have to move through the door and begin the work to bring our imaginings and our vision to life. The time has come for us to cross. Let our gifts and pledges to this season be that movement a commitment that draws from our inheritance of love and service and continues it forward. Let us set forth through the doorway into the known and unknown ways that our care of this place and time will shape and reshape ourselves, each other, and our world. And for all our lives, let that spirit of universal love that abides within and around us 
awaken our hearts, encourage us to live into the work and potential of our time, and carry us through the turning seasons of these lives. Blessed be and may it be so.